concern with that. If it's going to be like that all the time and so bright, we're not sure what our bodies are going to be like, but we may not need sleep anymore. And I love a good night's sleep. I love a good power nap. I just don't know about the whole light thing. If we can get blinds or something. <laughs> I know. Those power naps become important, Brian, at our yeah, age, they don't sure they? Do. They come along pretty often, too. It'd be like, God, can you turn it down just a little bit? I'm trying to sleep here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Live your life with purpose. Change someone's life for the better and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Dan, Brian, and Terry are ready, so let's get started. When I was a kid, we used to sing a song, Heaven is a Wonderful Place, and it said it's filled with glory and grace. I want to see my Savior's face. Heaven is a wonderful place, and that's the subject of today's episode of Finish Strong, Heaven. I think we've all thought a lot about heaven. I know as I get older, I think about it more. And we're going to get into what the Bible says and the promise of heaven and what we can all look forward to on this exciting episode of Finish Strong. I'm Dan Wheeler. I'm joined by Brian Rowland and Terry Steen. And guys, heaven, is there any more exciting topic that we could possibly discuss? <laughs> it's what it's all about, isn't it? It's it's uh, where we're all wanting to get to. It's why we're living the life we live, and we can't even imagine it, can we? You know, when we see people that have passed on before us, and they're Christians, and they know where they're going, and when they have their visions of heaven, and they're seeing things that we're not seeing, it just makes you want to say, I want to know what they're seeing. I want to know what they're hearing. And they can't describe it. They can never describe it except saying it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, that happened with my wife, Beth, as she was passing, and her final days, she kept staring up into a corner of the room. And I finally said, Beth, what do you see? And she looked at me and said, heaven. And I said, is it beautiful? And she said, oh, yes. And then her gaze went right back. And I often look up in that corner of the room and try to imagine what she could have seen. You know, heaven is mentioned at least 622 times in the Bible. It's talked about in 54 of the books. And the Bible starts out, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So he mentions the heavens first, and obviously God has created a wonderful place for all of us to go. All of us who know him, and we're going to talk a little bit later in the podcast about how you can know you're going to heaven. If you have any doubts today, we want to put those doubts yes. to rest because you can know. Terry, you can know you're going to heaven without a shadow of a exactly. doubt. Exactly. It's just a matter of accepting Christ and believing in him. And it's a, such a simple thing. God made the plan as easy as possible. So we'll definitely talk about that further. He did. I've been reading a couple books uh, about heaven. One is called Imagine Heaven by John Burke and the other, The Case for Heaven. And I'm going to read just a few excerpts as we go. But uh, Brian, this was God's plan, and he actually created several phases. There have been several phases in the Earth's history mm -hmm. involving 
what God wants to do. Well, you know, in Genesis 1, it, it talks, the whole first chapter is how he created the heavens and the earth. And heavens being, of course, we see that anybody that's gone into heaven or into the skies or into the Hubble telescope, and they just say it just goes on forever. There's so much up there. But there, there was that one Russian astronaut that said, or a cosmonaut that said, I don't see anything up here. I don't see God. Well, he was in that little space between heaven and, and the earth where God's there, but he didn't see him and feel him probably doesn't know. Him. That could be the reason. But God started by creating heaven on earth, really. He, he gave, he created uh, Eden, the Garden of Eden, and it was a place where um, man was, and he created man, and they, they were given domain over. And God, he would visit with them, and he would talk with them, and, and he spent time with them, and there was no sin there, and there was no death. And just God walking with them in, in the garden was constant communion with them, just like it's going to be forever in eternity. And that's what first started uh, on earth was was Garden of Eden. And I think, well, I believe God intended that to happen and and that it would go on so that he would just have constant communication with man. We always and, screw that up, don't we? Yeah, we always do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We messed up the Garden of Eden, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but from the Garden of Eden, then, once Eve had uh, was tempted by, by the serpent, by Satan, and then he, she brought Adam in, and, and they ate from, from the, uh, the tree they weren't supposed to, God moved them out of the garden. And, and from that time, um, their dominion, mankind's dominion, has been frustrated. It's been twisted. Um, there has been sin. There was a curse on their lives. Um, the mankind, basically, he, well, he could die. Right then he could die. They felt pain. None of this they had before, but then they were cut off from God. And that was the thing I think that would hurt the most. They were cut off from God, and the only way to have communion him was through sacrifices. And, of course, we know what happens after the uh, next phase is when Christ came to be that ultimate sacrifice. And when heaven, he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. You know, when I think of that, guys, I think he's going to prepare a place for us in the future, but right now... There's, he said the, the, to the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. So there is a place that he was going to now, but he's going to prepare a place. And that's what's coming up in the next phase after earth. And that's what we're going to talk about more and more. But I think that when we see that place, we're going to see that uh, we'll, we'll be in, in, there's no more death, no more pain. There's going to be constant communication with God and communion with him. We'll be living with him forever. And I'll give a hint, it's called on the new earth, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Boy, when you read the scriptures about heaven, when you read about people's experiences, you just can't wait to go. And when you think about in the Garden of Eden, that moment that decided everyone's future, God told Adam and Eve there was only one tree right. they couldn't eat from. There were all these other trees and I, I guess it was a test to see if man would listen to God. God created man a free, you know, to have a free will. People always say to me, well, if God knew that man was going to sin and all this was going to happen, why did he create man? But God created man for companionship and fellowship. And Terry, that fellowship was broken off by sin. Yeah. So sin is the problem, but God has overcome it. So we yeah. Can go and it's, it's sad that it happened and we're all paying the price for it. Now, at the same time, he didn't leave us without anything because even during this period, before we get to be with him in heaven, 
He sent his Holy Spirit. So we have his presence. We have what can give us strength. We have what we can feel of God, but yet we know it's going to be nothing like actually being there. So eventually he's going to get us back to that place where we're in a paradise like Adam and Eve were to begin with. Yes, we knew this was going to be a special uh, episode today because before we began recording this, Terry, you led us in prayer and you were just overcome by the Holy Spirit. And when you feel God's presence that way, you can only imagine what it will be like to be in his presence forever in heaven. You're right. You're right. Just a sense of overwhelming. You know, I even feel it now Hmm. that we just can't imagine what it'll be in his presence. We just get a, a little sliver of a sense of his Holy Spirit. But to be in the presence of God, to actually see Jesus, it's just, I don't think we can imagine it. And, and the Bible tells us we can't imagine it. But, but you know, an interesting thing that as we were doing our research for this, it's something we don't think about a whole lot. But when people die, they go to what we call heaven, and it's the present heaven, but it's not the permanent eternal home that we're going to be in. It's, it's just a temporary place. Have you guys ever really stopped to think about that? You know, I haven't thought about that enough until we started working on this, that that will be temporary. But uh, go on and explain what Christ uh, told us, that there will be a future more permanent heaven. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, when people die, they go to heaven, which is, uh, in essence, a temporary heaven per se. And uh, the question is, will we be with the Lord forever? And absolutely, we're going to be. Once, if we would die before the Lord comes back, we're going to go to heaven where our loved ones are, and they're up there in the presence of God. But like we said, that is not going to be the permanent one, because what's going to happen is when the rapture takes place, God's going to come back, and that's when we're going to receive our resurrected bodies, and the Bible tells us about that in First Thessalonians. And so when we receive our resurrected body and God's going to come down and, and it talks in Revelations about him building a new heaven and a new earth. And the new heaven is going to be basically here on earth. And that's where we're going to be dwelling. He's going to recreate the whole scene. Yeah, you know, T, I, I, I believe what you're saying there is it's almost like it's going to be like the Garden of Eden all over again. Yeah. That he's creating new. Because over in Revelation 21.2, John said, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. That's why I was saying before that we have something new coming. And I think this is the new thing that's going to be happening. New Jerusalem is going to be coming down, and it's going to be a new earth. There's going to be, and heaven's going to be on earth again, and it's going to be done right where we can be in communion with God constantly. Yeah, yeah. First Thessalonians 4, uh, 16 and 17 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. 
the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we will always be with the Lord. Whether it's up there, whether it's in the new new heaven and new earth, we will always be with the Lord. That is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Boy, it really is, and I think that's the most important thing, that we'll be in his presence, and his glory will be mm-hmm. there. There are, many have said that you know we won't even need the sun or the moon because God's presence, the light of his presence will be more than enough. And in Revelation, John talks about that in Revelation 21, 23. Let me read this to you. It talks about the city in heaven, and it had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And we read throughout Scripture how Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Um, then he, over in Revelation 22, 5, the next chapter, it says, And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And people who have had near-death experiences all have talked about that the lighting and the colors in heaven are so magnificent. And these are people where it was documented, they flatlined. They were physically dead. Their brain should have no activity. And yet they had this experience. They could describe the operating room. They described where they went and they talk about the colors being so intense mm. and many more shades of color yeah. than we know here on earth. And they all talk about going through this tunnel into a great light. And can you imagine, we won't need the sun or the moon. Although to me, <laughs> when I look at them, I think of heaven. I think God has given us glimpses of heaven here on earth. Have you ever been in a moment like that? You're at the Grand Canyon or you're on a mountain or you're seeing this magnificent display of God's creative work. And you just think, if earth is this beautiful, what will heaven be like? And when the cosmonaut that you mentioned, Brian, said he didn't see God, well, God's handiwork is everywhere. And Romans 1 talks about it. There's two ways we know there's a God. Mm -hmm. One is creation. Yeah. We see his handiwork every day. There's order to it. There's beauty to it. When you look at a painting, you don't ever doubt or question that there was an artist behind it. Exactly. Right. How can you look at this amazing earth and doubt that there is a mind and a creative force, the great creator, the great artist behind it? Yeah. (laughs) So you can only imagine what heaven yeah, is going to hey, be Yeah, I like. do have one concern with that. If it's going to be like that all the time and so bright, we, we're not sure what our bodies are going to be like, but we may not need sleep anymore. And I love a good night's sleep. I love a good power <laughs> nap. I don't know. As we get older, I just don't know about the whole man, those- light thing. If we can get blinds or something. <laughs> I know those power naps become important, Brian. At our yeah, age, they don't sure they? do. And they come along pretty often too. It'd be like God. Can you turn it down just a little bit? I'm trying to sleep here. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. 
But, you know, when you, you talk about heaven and you talk about the presence of God, I think a lot of people wonder, Brian, what could it be like if we're just continually worshiping God? Well, I think, Dan, that a lot of folks, when they hear that, they think, okay, we're going to be playing harps and singing and, you know, praises to God all, all along, uh, all, di- all day long or all the time, like they, you see the angels do, or you, you heard about the host of angels when Christ was born and how they were, they were worshiping and singing. And, and it's, it's not really like that, I don't think. I believe that it's in everything that we will be doing, we are going to be doing in honor to God. And we're going to be doing to please God. And that's worship right there. Just uh, pleasing God in everything we do and everything that we, we, we create. Because, you know, the, it says up there that we're going, to be, we're going to be building places, too. It says we're going to be building and we're going to be uh, working the land. We're going to be having our own vineyards. Supervising. Right, supervising. It tells us what we're going to have and what we're going to be doing. Now, that's a good point, Brian, because a lot of people think we're going to sit on clouds and play <laughs> right. harps. No. Just, <laughs> well, and see, we're going to get our rewards, too. And the rewards that we get for uh, uh, in heaven are going to be like Terry said. We're going to be supervising. There's going to be places where we're going to be in charge of. And everything we're doing, then, is to please God. And in since then, we're worshiping him in that way because we're honoring him in everything that we do. Which I, I once heard somebody say that even here working on your job now, do it as if you're doing it unto God. Is if your boss was, you know, they're, they're the ones you're trying to honor and you're trying to build up because when you're doing that, you're honoring God. Hmm. And so you think that that's what it's going to be like in heaven when that happens. Yeah. That's why I'm being yeah. nice to you guys, because <laughs> I have a funny feeling I'm going to be like pushing the broom up there and you guys may be supervising me. And so I'm trying to be nice to everyone here. So you'll take it easier yeah. on me. I may be holding yeah. the dustpan, Terry, so I don't have nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be quite a special broom, though, Terry. I don't think you'll have to work. Very yeah, hard. but you got to keep that gold shined. It, I may be uh, using a rag or something. I don't know. A buffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you, you imagine, though, enjoying unbroken fellowship yeah. with Christ? You know, uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, the Bible talks about now we see through a glass darkly. You know, we don't understand things. We can't even really fully grasp how beautiful heaven will be. But then it says, we will understand it for we, we will be face to face. We'll be face to face with the Lord and we'll be able to do that. Right now, we couldn't even, I tried to look at the sun the other day because I was thinking about That's God's glory, <laughs> how bright he yeah. was and how, you know, even Moses couldn't see him and, and he had to appear in a burning bush because people couldn't stand to be in, in the total presence of the Lord. But my goodness, then to know him will enjoy full, unbroken fellowship. When you think about the closest you've ever been to God here on earth in your entire life and what that felt like, Mm. it will have no comparison to what it'll be like when we're actually there. And we talk about him because he's going to be reigning on his throne and there's this whole earth, but... I think the reality is it's not like everybody is going to have to go to his throne to worship him. His presence is going to be so massive and everywhere we go that we'll feel him the same no matter where we are. It's hard to understand or explain, but I think that's what it's going to be like. You know, I had a recent experience where I think I felt a little bit of heaven. 
The final seconds on the scoreboard ticked off oh, and Michigan no. Wolverines had beaten Ohio State and not just beat them by a little bit, guys, 15 points. And Brian, I thought that it, a little bit of hit. Well, I've been in heaven for eight years then, Dan, because, like... you know, we're, this is the first time you oh, won in, in, eight, in nine years. So. Good comeback. Good comeback. <laughs> well, it, it had been so long, but, you know, uh, <laughs> with that, I should probably move on to our yeah, discussion, which is that many, I I mentioned this earlier to just give a little tease to this, but many people have actually had glimpses of heaven. Now there's a book I highly recommend. It's called Imagine Heaven by John Burke. This guy was not a believer at all. He was totally all about science and he had to prove it, but he documented over a hundred near-death experiences And here's just one description from page 118 of that book. Uh, This guy, uh, Ian McCormick, was a New Zealand surfer who died while night diving. He saw water in this place of exquisite beauty during his near-death experience. And he said, through the center of the metals, I could see a crystal clear stream winding its way across the landscape with trees on either bank. To my right were mountains in the distance and the sky above was blue and clear. To my left, were rolling green hills and flowers, which were radiating beautiful colors, paradise. I knew I belonged here. I felt as though I had been born the first time. Every part of me knew I was home. Now that ties so well to Revelation where John says, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as crystal, as Mm. clear, Mm -hmm. flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. So read Revelation, guys. And you'll see that a lot of these near-death experiences really tie into what Scripture says. And they also said in in this book, a lot of people said that you could communicate without even speaking in heaven. But uh, we're running out of time. But Terry, why is it important that we talk about heaven? Well, you know, believe it or not, I don't think we think about it enough, but it's actually a command of God's. If you look in Colossians, the third chapter, It opens up the chapter by saying, set your hearts on things above Mm. where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. So he tells us to do that. And why do you think he would tell us that? It's the motivation. It's our goal. It's what will help us live the life we need to live because uh, as long as we're longing for Christ, we're longing for heaven because that's where he's going to be. And uh, let me, I know we're running out of time, but I just want to share this verse here in First John, the second chapter, the, the second and third verse. It says, we can't even imagine what it'll be like when Christ returns. But we do know that when he comes, we'll be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who believe this will keep themselves pure just as Christ is pure. And that's the goal, I think, of this podcast is to encourage people to seek and watch and look for heaven because that's going to motivate us to keep that pure Christ-like life. Mm, That's good. Wow. You know, I just got a note from our producer. I talked about that Ian McCormick and John, our producer, you you said you actually have met him? I have. I have met him. He... uh was one of the most interesting people that I've ever met who's so genuine. And you could see just by looking into his eyes that what he was describing changed him completely. Mm. Mm. That what had happened to him in that experience, and he's had several experiences where he's encountered heaven. 
and it's it's incredible. But when you look into his eyes, you see truth. You see that he's not making any of this up. Mm. He really had this experience, and it is it was just phenomenal. It's one of those people that I've met in my life that I would love to interview him and and talk more with him about that. But yeah, it was it was life changing to be able to talk to him in person. Oh my goodness! When you meet someone like that, you just you start to just long for heaven. And mm-hmm. Terry, we would be remiss if we didn't tell people how they can know for sure today that they will go to heaven when they die. Because I talk to so many people that say, well, gosh, I I hope I get in. I hope I was a good person. I hope I did enough. Is that how you get to heaven? Yeah, that's not it, is it? It's Mm. not by deed. No. It's not by wishing. It's by one thing, acknowledging and accepting the Lord, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And it's so easy to do. It's just a simple prayer. And Brian, do you want to lead us in that prayer? And let's just give an opportunity for people that are listening right now to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they can go to heaven. I'd be happy to, Tara. Hmm. Everyone that has any doubt at all right now, just say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, that I know that you are real and I know that you are alive and you died for my sins and that You created a way for me to be in heaven with you forever by just accepting you. So I pray right now that you forgive me of my sins. I'm changing my ways. I want to go just the opposite. I want to repent. Instead of the way I'm going, I want to go towards you. So, Father, I ask now that you would forgive me of my sins. Accept me, Lord, into the the kingdom of God as I accept you into my heart. I thank you, Father, and I acknowledge you. And... I say with my mouth that I am a Christian, that I am saved, that I am a follower of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Boy, how do you conclude uh, such a powerful thought and discussion about heaven? Well, I'd like to just leave you with one verse from Revelation 21.4, because it's my favorite verse. Talking about heaven and Wow, Terry, now I I just feel that presence of God (laughs) right now. Yeah. I feel the Holy Spirit, but it it says, and let this be your hope. It says, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. And honestly, I'm crying tears of joy right now. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. I know there's a lot of pain in the world right now. I know so many have suffered. I've, I've been through a lot of pain myself with the loss of my sister, with the loss of Beth, and all of us have experienced the loss of loved ones. But, boy, I'm going to see them again. Mm-hmm. You can know that you can see your loved ones again. And when you think about heaven and, and you start looking at the Scriptures, it becomes more and more real. And all of this pain and suffering that we experience in a fallen world will pale by comparison. It will fade away. So hang on to that hope today and let's finish strong by living in the world but not being of the world, knowing that our ultimate home is heaven. God bless you and we'll see you on the uh, next episode, hopefully, of Finish Strong. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. 
Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.